Have you ever felt like the odd one out? Like the one that no one was quite able to relate to? Maybe you're a bit weird in a world of normies. I don't fit in and I don't want to fit in. Or maybe you have something about you that stands out in a crowd. I'm a superhero. As lonely as that can feel, you aren't actually alone. There are plenty of us out there that feel like we don't fit in or belong anywhere. For this video, I'm gonna take a look at the new Disney Plus series Miss Marvel main character, Kamala Khan. She is a perfect example of how to or how not to embrace the uniqueness of who you are. Most importantly, as we are Checkpoint Church, we're gonna take a look at a scripture story that immediately came to mind when I thought of Kamala and a story you may have not heard discussed before. How can the lifestyle of a Christian have anything to do with a Muslim character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well. Obviously, because Jesus is for everyone, but it's a little bit more specific than that. So, let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and Avengers cosplay. I'm your Pastor Nate, and if you like these weekly deep dives, be sure to sub, hit that bell, and find out when our next one drops. Folks, as always, we're going to be starting this with our scripture. Our scripture for today comes from the book of Acts, chapter 8. Verses 27 through 38, I'm going to be reading from the NRSV updated edition. That's what's going to be on the screen. If you have one that you prefer to use, feel free to use that one as well. So Philip got up and went. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, in charge of her entire treasury. He'd come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home. Seated in his chariot, he was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, go over to this chariot and join it. So Philip ran up to it and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. He asked, do you understand what you're reading? He replied, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to get in and sit beside him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. Like a lamb silent before its shearer, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? for his life is taken away from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, about whom, may I ask you, does the prophet say this? About himself or about someone else? Then Philip began to speak, and starting with this scripture, he proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus. As they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, look, here is water. What is to prevent me from being baptized? He commanded the chariot to stop, and both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. Before we get started, have you heard or read that story before? I'm curious to see if there's a portion of the Bible that may have been skimmed a bit by the evangelical church growing up. Let me know what you think. Now with that, what is Miss Marvel all about? Well, this is the latest Disney Plus MCU-based miniseries that follows Kamala Khan, a 16-year-old fangirl of the Avengers who struggles to fit in until she gains her own powers. Khan is also a Pakistani-American high school student from Jersey City who is an aspiring artist and avid gamer who also writes superhero fan fiction about heroes like Captain Marvel, her personal favorite. I mean, Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. I think I'm just going out on a limb, just going out on a limb, I think we get along. The producers of the show wanted Khan to bring a grounded perspective to the MCU and bright and eager eyes and to mirror the Spider-Man of the comics by enjoying a simple life with powers instead of worrying so much about really big tier stuff. Also, head writer Bisha K. Ali described Khan as an avatar for all of the viewers who had grown up with the MCU. She is our person. We're seeing the Avengers through her eyes and now we're getting to see her become a hero of her own. Right. After failing to convince her parents to let her go to AvengerCon, the duo sneak out and attend 
Anyway, taking a magical bangle from Khan's family as a part of her cosplay. After getting there and dressing up, she puts on the bangle, but it causes her to project constructs of cosmic energy inadvertently, causing some pretty bad havoc. So the two rush home where a distraught mama bear pleads with her daughter to just focus on her own story instead of wanting to be someone else. And we'll just have to see where the season takes us from there. It definitely seems like this series is going to wrap in some of the like Department of Damage Control, so maybe it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that connection. But ultimately, it seems to be a story about Kamala figuring herself out. Either way, we know that this show is inevitably barreling forward towards the upcoming Brie Larson film The Marvels, so it certainly seems like she's going to get to meet her idol in some capacity in the near future. And there are a couple things that I want to draw out of this story so far, but maybe it'd be best to go ahead and take a look at our scripture first. Our scripture passage comes out of the book of Acts or the Acts of the Apostles, which can be seen as a kind of sequel to the book of Luke, if you will. In this passage, we get to learn a bit more about Philip's ministry. Philip is one of the disciples of Jesus and is one that we only get bits and pieces of throughout the Gospels. In this encounter, Philip is led by the Holy Spirit to go out in a particular place at a particular time, as is pretty customary of these spirit leadings. When he arrives, he finds an Ethiopian eunuch. Why? Is this relevant? Well, it's hard to know exactly why Luke wants us to know this, but it is very likely that this was an illustration of this man's connection to Judaism. That is to say, he barely had any. An outsider from Ethiopia, a eunuch who would likely have not even been welcomed in some sects of the Jewish culture, a court official who had other things preoccupying his time, and a treasurer. We all know that money and taxation was a hot-button topic for most, especially the Jewish church during Jesus' time, hence the whole table-flipping thing. You remember? So this is someone that wouldn't be important except to Jesus and his all-encompassing ministry. The Spirit tells Philip, hey, why don't you go over there and talk to that guy riding in the chariot over there? And Philip does so. And he hears the darndest thing. The Ethiopian is reading a passage out of the Jewish scriptures of Isaiah the prophet. And not just any passage. No, no, no. This is a passage that specifically is in reference to the Messiah role that Jesus fulfilled. Philip is a Jewish man, more than capable of entering into some explanation of this passage. And so he asks the eunuch if he knows what he's even reading. The eunuch's like, uh, how can I know unless someone of Jewish descent, someone more connected to this thing, explains it to me? So he invites Philip in and is willing to listen to him. And that in and of itself is a huge deal. The eunuch is willing to hear from this random Jewish wanderer. He's curious. After reading the passage, the eunuch intuitively asks about the subject of the passage. Who is this suffering Messiah? Is it Isaiah himself or is it someone else? Well, what a perfect time for the perfect message. Philip begins to explain in detail the stories of Jesus from his birth to his baptism to his death to his resurrection. The eunuch latches on to the baptism part. He sees some water that just so happens to be outside the carriage. He says, well, look at there. It's water. What's stopping you from baptizing me right here and right now? And so Philip does. And the eunuch is baptized at that exact moment. And then Philip teleports away, but we may not be ready to talk about that just quite yet. So what exactly is going on here? And what does it have to do with Kamala Khan? The truth in this passage and the story of Miss Marvel is what I like to call the myth of perfection versus the true perfection offered in a relationship with Jesus. See, in both of these instances, we see people who are mixed up in a perfection idolatry of something that doesn't actually exist. Now, I admit I'm doing some historical imagination with the eunuch here, but he is clearly interested in Jewish teaching if he's somehow come across a copy of the book of Isaiah. That's not exactly a thing that's just going to be like available around town, 
right? He also just came from worship. So he's clearly intrigued and curious. Maybe he has a vision of what it really means to have a relationship with God. Maybe he doesn't even have that goal for himself, but fancies what it could be like to be known by God at all. Or maybe he really wants to be a prophet like Isaiah. Regardless, he's curious and he wants something that he can simply never get by his position in life. Then we have Kamala. She worships the Avengers to the point that the writer literally had it in mind that her character might serve as the surrogate for you and for me, a big old nerd. But she doesn't look anything like her heroes. Her favorite hero is Carol Danvers of all people, blonder than blonde and neon white like her photon rays. Plus her name is Carol. Carol! Kamala in the meantime is a Pakistani Muslim dark-haired cosplayer with a last name Khan like the Conqueror. She doesn't belong in the ranks of heroes, and the eunuch doesn't belong in the halls of the priest and prophet of the Jewish temple. And Jesus says, hey, look, there's water over there. And where there's water, you're welcome. And friends, we live on planet Earth where water falls from the sky regularly. Why is it that that which ties together the welcomeness of the body of Christ is water? Water's everywhere. Water is life. Water is existence. Everywhere for everyone for every moment. It's this reason why I don't get hot and bothered over virtual reality baptism or any of the other hot button topics of the modern church. It's just not that complicated. Is there water? Then what's stopping you from being welcomed into the body of Christ? It's not complex. It's radically, bafflingly open to everyone, everywhere, all of the time. A suffering Jesus invites us to come to the water and welcomes the eunuch, the Ethiopian, the Muslim, the Pakistani, the Kamala, the Carol, the lover, the hater. Nothing could ever separate us. Because no matter how lonely we may feel, there's always water close by. And the healing waters of Jesus will always welcome you in. So with that, what does this mean for us today? It's a simple one. I just want to encourage you to look for water. And for someone who could use some water. We mean this when we say it on every single stream, every single video, every single podcast. It's always true. We really do mean our three things that we're going to say at the end of this video about every single person watching this. There are no exceptions. No matter what you believe or look like or act like or talk like, no matter what you think or feel or no matter how you have doubts, no matter what names you've called God before, nothing, nothing, nothing could ever possibly make you unworthy of the offering made in Jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross that remains ever present in every puddle, physical or virtual, that you may see. And if you're looking for water right now, Jesus is offering it always and forever and for every person. On the other hand, if you're someone trying to limit the power of God by saying who is and isn't worthy, just don't stand too close to me. I'm not trying to get smited by the almighty smiter, okay? If I had to choose between being heaven's bouncer or the door holder, I know which one I'm choosing. So whether you're a Carol, Kamala, or Bruno, know that you are always welcome here at Checkpoint Church. Folks, thank you so much for watching this video. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to go on these nerdy deep dives with us. If you want more of what we're doing here on this channel, then be sure to join us over on Twitch. We're streaming on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays right now. Or you can join us right here, right now over in the Discord where we're no doubt already discussing this video and have a place for you in that space. I'm going to link both of those down in the description down below. And hey, quick question for you. Have you found the place where you belong? 
Have you been looking for that place and you finally found it? I wanna ask you if you wouldn't mind sharing that with us in the comments down below to encourage someone else who might be watching this video right now and dealing with that confusion and that anxiety right now. If my message of hope in the water didn't encourage them enough, I hope your message in the comments might bring them to a place that they're curious enough to join. With that, we're gonna end this video with our three things that we believe to be true about every single one of you. We really mean every single one of you, no matter when you're watching this or what you look like or what your background is, we truly believe these three things to be true about everyone, everywhere, all the time. Number one, we believe that God loves you like really, really loves you. Number two, we love you. We want community with you. That's what we're doing here on Twitch and Discord and YouTube. And number three, we believe that you, yes, you, you, Carol Danvers, you, Kamala Khan, it doesn't matter who you are. We believe that you matter. You are a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you are in it. Folks, with that and until the next time that I get to see you, whether it be on our Discord right now or whether it be right here, same time, same place, next week for another of these Nerdy Deep Dives, I look forward to seeing you then. Until then, bye bye I need more tributes. So we played the first thing that came to our heads was just so happened to be the best song in the world. It was the best song in the world. Look into my eyes in a city to see what and one makes two, two and one make three. It was destiny. Once every hundred thousand years or so, when the sun does shine and the wind does blow, and the wind does blow.